Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Is China controlling the price of gold? That's the question that I want to try and answer in this video today. The reason that I'm talking about this is that, you know, over the last week or so, I've seen this story pop up a couple different times. You know, I'll have two articles here that I'll be switching back and forth between. By the way, I apologize if you're listening to this in, in, in podcast format. Um, you're you're going to be missing out on quite a few charts and, and articles. So all the more reason to check out my actual YouTube channel. But here's an article by David Brady from Sprott Mining News talking about this, as well as one over on Seeking Alpha from Viking Analytics. I'm sure you can find many more as well. Um, and also maybe one of the more notable names uh, people that have been commenting on this is uh, Jim Rickards. I'm sure many of you guys are familiar with him and his work. Basically, the idea goes that China, there's really two similar theories here that I've been seen. And, and I kind of want to approach this as almost sort of a debunking these theories types of videos. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. Okay. And, and, and there's something to these stories. There's a kernel of truth to these stories. The idea that, that China is controlling the price of gold, or at least that there's a strong correlation between gold in US dollar terms and yuan in US dollar terms. There's a kernel of truth there. Okay. But I already see this as being a sort of, of headline or, or story that's being pushed with the idea of that this is going to be the next big thing for, for precious metals. Um, I don't see it. You know, I think there are a lot of very bullish fundamentals for precious metals, right? I don't think that they always need these next big thing type of stories that, that we get every month or so from, from some of these same names. Um, that's just my opinion on it. And I kind of see this as being uh, along those same lines, uh, that this is going to be the next big thing for, for gold or for silver because the yuan is going to be revalued and the gold uh, gold is going to be revalued along with it. Um, again, I could be wrong, but that's kind of the angle that I'm approaching from it today. Um, not to say I'm not bullish on precious metals. You guys know that I am. Uh, but I also want to be intellectually honest. Okay, So there's two really similar theories here. Either A that China is pegging, there's some sort of a soft peg between the value of the yuan in U.S. dollar terms and gold in U.S. dollar terms. Or, and this one, the second one has kind of been pushed more by this Jim Rickards, that China and the IMF, for whatever reason those two, have been creating a soft peg between the SDR and the price of gold. Okay. Um that's kind of what this article right here is talking about. Okay, so I'm not going to read this word for word. You can Google this yourself or kind of read as we're going along, pause the video, whatever. Um, basically, the idea is that, you know, ignore that chart. That's just kind of value of SDR since Yuan was added um, here. So basically what he's saying is that the blue line is the daily moving, 21 day moving average, but but the orange line is the price of gold in SDR terms dating back to when Yuan was initially included. Basically, he's saying that there's not a lot of volatility here. You know, on the low end, it was a little under 850 SDRs. And, and SDRs, special drawing rights, it's a basket of currencies, including the dollar, uh, the yen, the uh, euro. I believe the pound is included. I Somebody can double check me on that. And most recently, the yuan was included as well. Um, anyways, the pretty tight trading range between, you know, slightly below 850 here, maybe 840. And, you know, 940, 945. Okay, pretty tight range. And basically, what he's saying is that this is some sort of a soft peg, that there's not a whole lot of volatility, and that the price of gold is being pegged to the value of the SDR. Okay, 
that's kind of one theory. The other one, and, and you know, these more charts that you can look at yourself, kind of telling a similar story, talking about how high or how low gold could potentially go or how it has in the past. This is the other one. Um, this is gold in Chinese yuan terms. Okay, or again, dating back to, let's see, it looks like basically uh, March of what, 2016, 2018, 2017. This how far back it goes. And, and basically less and less volatility, especially as of late. And, and this is something important to remember this, this as of late piece over the last month or two. That's a little kernel of truth that I'm, that I'm talking about earlier on in this video. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But basically that's the second theory is that, that the Chinese yuan has correlated very well with with the price of gold. Again, both of those assets in US dollar terms, but they've correlated very well over the last month or two. Has China created some sort of a soft peg between the two? Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, and, and, and here's the other article here from Seeking Alpha by Viking Analytics. Again, I'm not trying to be negative in this video, guys. I am trying to be intellectually honest and, and consistent here. Um, and, and I think you guys will get my point as we get into some of these charts here. But I wanted to cover this one real quick as well. He's talking about, uh, let's see, Rickards again, the IMF, SDR, um, creating a soft peg. Again, similar story here. He actually has volatility on his chart, which is helpful for their argument, basically saying that volatility has decreased, which would make it look like more and more of a peg, I guess, if, if volatility was really low. Um, this is SDR's, you know, SDR per ounce. Uh, again, gold priced in SDR terms, which we actually have a chart for coming up here. You can look at this yourself if you want to. Um, here's another one, uh, very similar. Yuan per gram of gold. Similar start. How much, uh, you know, what's the price of gold in yuan terms? Again, the small kernel of truth here at the end, the decreasing volatility towards here as of late. Okay, that's important. Okay, that there's something important there. Okay, but basically they go on to say that, you know, because of this, tight trading range in yuan terms, maybe China has pegged their value to the value of gold. Well, I'm going to caution you guys because this next chart will make your brain hurt because there's so many lines. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys a fair warning before I switch to it. Okay. Um, I have to figure out which one it is right here. Nope, not that one. This one right here. All right. This is a lot. There is a lot going on right here. Okay. This is the price of gold in different currency terms, including the yuan, the euro, the yen, the dollar, and the SDR, okay? So in black here, um, if you see this big, bold black line, that I believe is the uh, Chinese yuan, gold in the Chinese yuan, okay? Um, in green, that's gold in euro terms, okay? Red, that's gold in yen terms, Blue, that is gold in US dollar terms. And then this pink purple line is gold in SDR terms. Do you see a pattern here? They are all fairly similar in line, okay? Gold has, I mean, you could take any one of these charts and I actually did it over here, you know, as we get to these over here, here in a second. You could take any of these charts and say, hey, it looks like maybe they have a peg going here. Has the ECB created a peg? I have it over here, to gold because there hasn't been a whole lot of volatility over the last six months or over the last 12 months or whatever you know, time period you want to pick. This is over the last, let's see, one year here. So if I you know, blow this up to five years, you're going to see a similar story here. If I blow it to the last three months, again, 
kind of a similar story. You know, all of them kind of deviate from each other here and there. Um, see here, they didn't find anything for, looks like they're not going to show that the SDR over that time period. If I go back to here, there it is. Um, but it's a pretty weak argument in my opinion to, to say that a given asset has been in a tight trading range in a given currency for a while, therefore that there's been a peg created. Now, with that being said, um, the kernel of truth has, has China created, has there been a tight correlation as of late? Yes, there absolutely has been. And I've kind of mentioned this in the past couple of my videos before I did all this research and I maybe give it a little bit too much credibility than I should have, more, more than I should have. But if you see this chart, okay, this is the Chinese yuan in US dollar terms, okay, that's in black. And then here, this is uh, gold, I believe, in US dollar terms, okay? There's a pretty tight correlation here, especially over the last three months, okay, this over the last three months, um, there's been a bit of divergence, but certainly in the last month, very tight correlation. Look at that. I mean, that's almost like if you took uh, the, the US dollar index and the price of gold, I think this might be a tighter correlation as of late. This is a very tight correlation. This is that kernel of truth I was talking about. This is interesting. This is interesting over a short-term basis. Now, does this mean that China has created a peg to the value of gold? And there you are. No, it doesn't. It does not mean that at all. It just means that for whatever reason, there's been a tight correlation. Is this China and the People's Bank of China and, and whatever trading on the, on, the, on the COMEX and, and other exchanges to create this, this close correlation? Possibly. Um, it could be just regular old traders. It could be regular old manipulators. I mean, you know, these markets are manipulated. Okay. And that's the other thing about this. Um, you know, if I were to say, or if Jim Rickards or, or, or whoever were to, were to make an article or video and say um, the U.S. government or the ECB or the Bank of Canada, you know, these, these central banks that, that oftentimes are portrayed as the enemy, you know, which I would agree they kind of are. But let's say the Fed or the ECB or whatever, they created a peg, right, between gold and a given currency. They would be screaming manipulation at the top of their lungs. And they wouldn't be wrong. It would be manipulation. However... I get a very different sense from the alternative media when China enters in the conversation. If China's manipulating the price of gold, that's okay. China has our best interest in mind for, for whatever reason, right? That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, yes, China has a ton of gold. I think China would benefit a lot from gold being repriced. However, still against manipulation, whether it's China or the U.S. or Europe, European banks or the central bank over there, whatever it is. Um, it's manipulation, manipulation. I think we should be against it uh, completely. But anyways, going back to this, this little kernel of truth here, uh, this is an interesting correlation. However, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Okay, I actually want to bring you to this chart over here. This is the Japan yuan, Japanese yuan in US dollar terms and gold in US dollar terms. Again, uh, you know, over the last, uh, you know, month. This is the last, it looks like six months here, I'd guess. There you go, six months. Um, you know, pretty good correlation from, from time to time. If we bring it up over the last month, um, I, would, I would expect that we'd see a pretty decent correlation on some days, other days not so much. However, okay, I want to take you guys a bit back in time. So we're going to go, oh, maybe we'll zoom out about a little bit out from here. Um, this period over here, Do you see what I'm bringing up here? Maybe some of you guys remember this, this news story. When the yen, have I been saying yuan, the Japanese yen, um, 
was had a very tight correlation to the price of gold. I mean, look at this this period of time right here. I mean, that's a very tight correlation from, you know, uh, it looks like no, November 2016. You know, this is around the time of the election, coincidentally, you know, through, you know, the end of 2016, really. Um, a very tight correlation. Had the Bank of Japan created a peg to the value of gold? No, no, they did not, right? For whatever reason, there's a tight correlation. Was it the Bank of Japan? Was it the Fed? Was it traders? Was it manipulators? Who knows? But, but it wasn't a peg. Okay, um, that that story, the, the idea of the Bank of Japan pegging their currency to the gold. I'm sure people talked about it back then, but uh, if they had, it, it would have been with a lot of ne- negativity. And you see it in the past here as well. It would have been with a lot of negativity. And, and part of the reason that you have a lot of this correlation because you know if I brought up a if I changed this up here to um, let's see here uh, DXY, I'll, I'll change it to dollar index and the price of gold. Okay, so that's what we have right here. Um, I'll do this over the last year, okay? Uh, this is an inverse correlation, right? Uh, the dollar index goes up, gold goes down, right? Um, and that's part of the reason that you're seeing such a tight, you know, pattern, whether we, this is the euro and and gold, um, you know, periods of correlation. Again, if you look at this period right here, you know, about a month long, a couple months long, I'd say there, um, all the way going to March to looks like it kind of breaks around here at the beginning of May. Very tight correlation between the euro and gold. Had the ECB pegged their currency to the value of gold? No, they hadn't. These things happen, right? Just like with, um, again, if I I bring you back to the the dollar index and and value of gold, you know, a tight inverse correlation between these two. You know, common sense would dictate that if the gold, or if if the dollar index goes up, gold goes down, Dollar index goes down, gold goes up, right? It doesn't always happen perfectly, though, right? If if I reverse these, if I could, you know, um, basically reverse this, uh, the gold, so that it, it more perfectly kind of mirror this, it wouldn't be perfect. You know, it would look something like um, maybe like this, where you have these periods of divergence or whatever. But but this idea of them pegging it to their currency to the yuan, I think is 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 a pure fabrication. It's interesting. Over the last month, this tight correlation. But for the time being, we no. This this is a nothing burger in terms of news stories. Okay, it's something to keep an eye on. If if the yuan yuan continues to be devalued, well, gold's going to go down. If the People's Bank of China decides to intervene, and and you know try and and pump up their currency, then gold's probably going to go up. Okay, but other than that, it doesn't mean that China's getting ready, in my opinion, to to revalue their currency and thus revalue gold or anything like that. Not right now. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And again, China would have all the motivation in the world to revalue the price of gold at some point in the future because they have so darn much of it. Um, but I, I, I hesitate to say that this is somehow somehow a peg that they've created here. Um, now, the other one that I did want to talk about was not just pegging the yuan to the price of gold, but also the SDR. Okay, so this is, again, maybe makes your brain hurt, but basically what we have here, the black line is the price of gold in U.S. dollars. The purple-pink line is the value of SDRs in U.S. dollars. Um, and the blue line is the uh, price of gold in, in Chinese yuan. Okay. I believe that's what it is right here. Yeah. 
so basically, I think Rickards maybe, I'll, I will give him this, he might have a bit of a point here, saying that, you know, when when uh, when this guy kind of puts it this way, um, Viking Analytics, I don't know who their writer is necessarily, but anyways, if you look, I, I've seen this guy, and I'm, I respect these guys by all means, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I'm giving my take on this. Um, when we have a low volatility between the price of, of gold and, and the SDR as a whole, you know, and, and you kind of see that reflected on uh, this chart that makes your head hurt where, where they're all kind of in a tight range over the last year or so. Um, maybe, obviously we know that the price of gold and silver are manipulated and maybe they are they are made to be kept in a tight trading range. Um, but, but is it that they're being pegged to the SDR? I don't think so. The, the evidence does not exist for me. No, I, I think what more likely is the case, and again, I could be wrong, this is my own take on it, but, but what I think is more likely the case here, gold and silver have been in a pretty tight trading range for quite a while now. I mean, we, we, can, we can take the US dollar and the yuan off this chart, and, and sure, this looks like a lot of volatility, but if we pump, you know, if, if we blow out this chart to, to five years, look at that. I mean, going back to August of, of 2013, you know, gold peaked around 1400. It bottomed out, you know, the end of 2015 around 1050. But otherwise, it's been in a tight trading range. If we zoom out, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Look at this. I mean, look at this huge bull market. Okay. You see it top out here, you know, right around just shy of 2000. I don't know how high it got up there back then. Um, but, but since then, you know, since 2013, tight trading range same thing goes if i if i do slv um to us dollars or maybe i'll just type in silver that'd work better tight trading range um you know over certainly i mean silver i think has been in a very tight trading range for a while now uh but but since that huge run up to 50 dollars back then look at how tight this trading range has been is that manipulation i think so absolutely is it the imf and the People's Bank of China and whoever else pegging it to the value of the SDR. No, I think it's just plain and simple manipulation. Okay, I've talked about this in the past in my videos, especially with silver and how silver has been uh, manipulated not only downwards, but also to have very low volatility because I believe that the bullion banks can benefit off that, particularly banks like JP Morgan Chase. They can basically sell volatility because they have a huge amount of physical silver that they can used to to basically write you know covered um you know covered call or, or you know sell covered calls or covered puts whatever um selling volatility basically and make money off of that right uh, who's to say it? the same isn't true for gold as well you know i, I guess that's my take on it I, I don't want to come off as negative in this video negative towards jim rickards or vikings analytics or you know what, what's the name of this guy something brady um David Brady, or or Sprott, Eric Sprott uh, from Sprott. I believe that's his name, yeah, that runs Sprott Money. I don't want to come off as negative towards them or anything like that. Um, I'm not negative on precious metals. You guys know that I'm not negative. I'm, I'm very bullish. In fact, this manipulation, I think, is incredibly bullish long-term. However, I want to be intellectually honest with you guys, okay? Have I been wrong in the past? Have I seen a story that I thought was going to be bigger than, and it turned out to be nothing? Sure, I have. Um, I would like to say though, that I've been less prone to that. 
since my, you know, and my time here on YouTube. You know, I never really piled on to that whole China, uh, gold back yuan story, which who knows? It's impossible to say that it won't happen, but thus far it hasn't, okay? Um, I, I, I've seen many, many people, you know, for instance, that, uh, uh, that Andrew McGuire over from, you know, he always does these interviews with, with King World News. You know, I've seen him in the news lately for the last maybe month or so um, talking about how there's going to be this huge, you know, run up in price of gold or silver. Um, I'm not going to say that there won't be absolutely because they very well could be. They're both silver and gold are overdue for that bull run. Um, but his techniques that he uses, um, they, they, they reek of dishonesty, right? It was, it was roughly a year ago. It was sometime in June when, when the very same guy, Andrew McGuire, went on King World News and said, there's going to be this huge um, market event in gold. Somebody's going to take delivery of a huge amount of gold. I think the story was that it was going to be like a crypto company or something. And it was going to basically break the gold markets. Gold was going to be revalued. And, and they even had this bit that, you know, part of the interview was edited out and that, that for whatever reason, you know, the powers that be had had edited out that piece of the, the conversation, which I think they recovered anyways, or I don't know if they did or not, but it was, and I called him out and I said, no, it's not going to happen. He, you know, and, and this thing he said, it's going to happen in a month. It's going to happen whatever, so many days in the future. It didn't. You know, I can show you on this chart right here. Um, it was roughly a year ago that he said silver and gold were going to break out. It was right around this period of time, right around July uh, of 2017. Obviously, they did not. We need to get be serious. Like, you know, I, I was listening to a video by um, uh, Salve Metal, you know, uh, on this very topic, actually. And, and he kind of uh, gave a quick primer on it as well. Um, and, and, you know, he, he said basically he's not a huge fan of of, of zero hedge. You know, I am and I'm not. I'm not a fan of everything they put out, but I do read it, you know, on a, I'd say on a daily basis. Um, he's, he says, though, that precious metals, they don't need to be sold by these types of things. They can sell themselves. He's right. There are so many reasons, reasons to be bullish about precious metals. We don't need to resort to to um, these, these stories that come and go and, and generally don't amount to anything. Do you want a real story? I can tell you plenty of real narratives about silver and gold, right? And I do time and time again on this channel. The idea that the current world system is unsustainable, whether we're talking about debt at the sovereign, the corporate, the consumer level, it's all unsustainable, right? There is an everything bubble right now. That's a real fact. It's a real narrative. Whether we're talking about China's economy, their real estate market, their, their financial uh, sector of their economy, it's in a bubble. Australia real estate bubble, US, countless bubbles, right? Europe has, Europe is, I think, a, a big bubble. The whole euro is, it's, it's destined to fail, okay? Those are real stories. Jim Rickards would not disagree with any of those stories, right? Andrew McGuire, not, not that I'm putting them in the same boat. I definitely have more respect for Rickards than I do for McGuire. Um, he would agree with that, okay? Those are real narratives. If you want to talk about silver and, and why silver should be valued higher, let's talk about the fact that Silver production peaked in 2015 and declined in 2016 and 17. That there was, you know, that there's been a massive physical deficit over the last 10 years. Okay, these are more or less real things. We, we can't be perfect on these statistics, but this is, you know, real hard data that we have. Okay, um, how about that? Uh, the the U.S. economy is is, you know, destined for for a slump in the future. Yeah. That's a real story. Eventually, it's going to happen, right? When you have debt piling up, rising rates, a currency that is is on very shaky footing, sure, that's going to happen, 
okay? Um, how about that the US dollar is eventually gonna fall apart? Yeah, that's a real narrative, that's a real story. It has been. For over 100 years now, the US dollar has been being destroyed, been, you know, slowly been uh, chipped away at. That's a real narrative, right? And all of these things are eventually gonna come to pass. I mean, it's, it's in my opinion, I, sure, I could be wrong, and, and if I am, well, so be it. I'm, I'm hedging against that. I have a family. I have. You know, I'm eventually going to be in my career. You know, I'm in grad school right now. I, I'm happy. I, my my future is not. Uh, you know, it does not depend on a collapse of the global economy. Even if I still think it's eventually going to happen. Um, but, do we need a story every month saying that it's going to happen next month, or, six months from now, or whatever? No, um, I don't think so. You know, you guys know that I am. Um, I don't like to be alarmist. I like to be realist. I like to, to call it like I see it, right? When I say that I think the stock market is is looking like it's on very shaky footing or when I say things like I think the Fed is going to reverse their monetary policy by the end of the year or certainly stop their their balance sheet unwind or when I say things like, you know, the economy I think is is in for downturn eventually and that's debt, you know, piling up. It's the end of 2018, 2019 doesn't look good. That's, you know, that's my honest opinion, okay? But I'm not going to tell you that the derivative market is going to collapse on July 28th, 2018. And that, that is the, that's the day that everything's going to fall apart. The U.S. dollar is going to collapse on August 5th. Or, you know, just pick a name, uh, pick, a, pick a, a date out of nowhere. You see that out there. And, and, and it's unfortunate because, honestly, that the fundamentals, the truth of the situation is much more powerful. And it's honestly, I think, a lot scarier than some of these stories. It is. It, it is scary, you know, the, what, what the system is today and, and just how fragile and how, um, you know, hollow it is. I think that's a good word to describe it. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. This has gone from a debunking video to a rant to some sort of a philosophy video on, on, on where I see things. But, but you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. If you enjoyed this video, certainly thumbs up, comment, or subscribe to my channel if you haven't, or all three. Um, I appreciate all three of those things. Certainly, if you want to support me in other ways, I do have a Patreon account. Next person that signs up for my Patreon is coming on for my next um, uh, supporter live stream that I do on uh, you know, various nights of the week. I've done a couple in the past now and, and yeah, they've been met with quite a bit of support. So love having my supporters on for that. Um, alternatively, there is a link down below for a uh, 2 SD bullion um, for a 10 ounce of silver bar at spot price. It's another way to help me out. You're helping out a company that is founded and run by stackers just like you and I. Um, and you're getting silver at a great price that you're perhaps already buying anyways. So it's another way to help me out as well. But as always, I'm just happy to have you guys here watching this video in the first place. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.